0: double feature presents pick six the guys make a top five list and add one more road trips war movies more death scenes and you know it beer tell us your picks guys hi (laughs) (laughs) that
1: was my n16 that was my m514 niner i don't know (laughs) was there a niner in there (laughs) was you were you warring from a walkie talkie Hey, hey! Welcome into uh, Pick Six. This is uh, the episode where I finally actually wrote down the movies for what Jamie had said, <laughs> because she covered war movies, and you'll hear it in a previous episode where I went, "Did she say war movies?" I don't remember that on the list, and then I had to reevaluate my list and adjust. <laughs> we are, uh, we are doing war movies.
0: Today. So, uh, That's, which is why we're laughing because it's yeah. funny.
1: It's war, it's f- uh, humorous, and so you get to go first. Oh, okay. One, won the coin toss. Ready? I, There's the coin. Right. Um, so, yeah, I,
0: I picked this list, and or this category, and then I had a hell of a time because I realized I haven't seen a lot of war movies.
1: I've seen enough that I could put together a list, and then it was like, which ones do I want to leave in here, and which ones do I want to remove? Yeah. And I, I'm guessing you and I probably took similar
0: turns on it. Well, okay. So, uh, just getting right into it. My pick six, since I'm going first, I, I chose Glory.
1: That's a good one. I did not choose. I didn't choose the civil war Um, on this one it's uh and probably this will be the only pick six war movies (laughs) it's not like we're gonna have movies 2.0 yeah there's uh modern warfare
0: uh, (laughs) that's probably the first time i actually saw denzel washington you know he won his oscar for that one didn't or his first i don't don't know i I think i think he did Um, Morgan freeman's in that one Um, and it might might be the first time i met morgan freeman too either that or robin him. well you know what i mean uh but it's just a uh, it's a it's the a royal meat it's a good yes, the royal meat, <laughs> like canadian bacon
1: <laughs> or mutton mutton
0: there you go uh but you know it's it's a slight it's a slight twist, you know you see it from the perspective of the freed slaves okay uh becoming soldiers for the union and uh yeah in these modern times it's still
1: that's probably still been, relevant I would say it's probably been fifteen years since I've seen that, oh yeah, I was a kid, and that scene where they Either I was in high school, the first time I saw it, I think it was in high school, and when it came out, I, went, <clears throat> I probably saw it later, but I don't have it. I don't readily access it and review it. Fun I fact. Should, yeah.
0: Fun fact, there's a scene where they walk through a town, and there's a bunch of like um, slave children or black children, okay. and Morgan Freeman says to him, he goes, it's a lesson to you boys, grow up as slaves- End up as soldiers or something like that. Like you can turn your life around, or, right? And he, as they're walking through the town, and as they're walking out of the town, the little boy puts his hand up and waves, and he's mm-hmm. wearing a digital watch. <laughs> continuity, so, yeah, that might be a fun Earth. pick six. Uh, top pick six, like continuity, continuity errors, errors. that could be fun. Yeah, kind of hard though, because this is a
1: that is hard unless audio. you know specifically. And hey, yeah, it is not visual.
0: So that's my number the theater six of the mind. The theater of the mind. <laughs>
1: Peter Venkman. My
0: number six was Glory. Your number six, sir,
1: is uh, Braveheart. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, it kind of blazed. It kind of blazed the uh, the trail for pretty much any epic battle, you know, sequence in movies that you've seen since '95. I don't remember seeing such epic scope of like. I mean, certain scenes they had fourteen or sixteen hundred extras. God. But those scenes were just so massive. It took like... It, I, think, I think they said it took some... Some scenes it took over four hours for each... It, like to get all of the extras properly dressed and up for the scenes. Sure. And the shots. But I, at the peak of his... Like Mel Gibson's popularity... Right. Before he kind of started to decline. It's... it It really... It was probably one of the most gruesomely violent movies I had oh, God, seen yeah. at that time yeah. seeing limbs being removed and heads being bashed in with And all those Scottish thing. dudes bare hairy butts. <laughs> <laughs> Not. Uh and according to most uh historians, or probably all, depending on uh fake news that you read or not but it was incredibly historically inaccurate yes yes and uh mel gibson had said i was too old to play this role but the only way they were going to make the movie is if he played william Wallace." that's the only way the studio said well back it if you're in it because at that time he's a huge name yeah so also at the time he was and still is a huge uh (laughs) anti-semite you just didn't know yet he just didn't know yet right so that's your number six. That is my number six. Uh, my number five, Casablanca. I never really thought about that. It, it, it's war era, yeah, and it's it's not specifically war, but no, it's, they're hiding. It's a good pick. It's from it's, it's, an altered, it's like a yeah. Um, a good yeah it's, just, it's it's but
0: yeah. It actually, could have probably been more done in like love movies, but yes. Uh so but wrong. it's love, life, and hiding from the Nazis during the height of the civil or the civil war. <laughs> <laughs> During the height of World <laughs> War II. Nazis are
1: everywhere. Time traveling <laughs> Nazis. Time traveling
0: Nazis. I'm gonna write that down in my copy. Write that. Time traveling Nazis. Nazis. Uh yeah, it's more it's more thought of as a love movie, but it's I wanted to take like a a slight you can't just have you know Green Berets guns shooting up Rambo through the whole whole list. So, you know, war is a lot of things. War causes a lot of different things yes. to happen and affects different people in areas different areas of the world in different ways and that's why I chose Casablanca. Mm-hmm. Not a lot to say about it other than don't think of it as a love movie. Think of it as a war
1: movie. Yeah. That's my number five. What's your number five? My number five is Paths of Glory, 1957. It is a Stanley Kubrick film starring hmm. uh, Kirk Douglas. They are playing <laughs> – So put down here is super confusing. It says, films on location in Germany starring American and English actors portraying Frenchmen. Not uncommon for Hollywood, especially in 57, but it can still be confusing nonetheless. <laughs> It's a World War One. Oh, okay. Um after a failed attack on an anthill that was ordered by a general who's really seeking a promotion, uh his pride forces him to initially he wants to court martial like the entire hundred and fifty man squad. Oh wow. And then he chooses three to stand trial for being uh treacherous or you know treasonous for treasonous not treacherous. Treasonous. <coughs> it's it's really an anti war film. Sure. Because it's It's about the futility and the irony of war in the trenches, and it was really ahead of its time. Kirk Douglas plays, a, I think, a colonel who is either elected, or I can't remember if he's elected, or he chooses to defend the three. And one of them is chosen uh, because he's got a sergeant. The sergeant randomly picks him because the sergeant himself had – he was just a jerkwad. And decided, this guy can kind of point me out of some of the shit that I've done, and so I'm going to put him as one of the three that are now going to stand trial. And gotcha. the entire trial is a shit show, mm-hmm. because it doesn't, it, I'll be honest with you, it doesn't have a happy ending, but it's a brilliant film of just how futile like this whole scenario is, and war in general. Right. It's just, it's it's horrible. And so it sounds yeah, he's it's, cheerful. It's cheerful. It's a really it's a really good film. Um, it's it was surprising. It's really highly ranked on IMDb consistently, mm-hmm. and it's one of those ones. I think it's it's one of the films where people look back and go, I can't believe that that film is as as groundbreaking a narrative as it was for the time. But I was going to say it was especially 50s. for the fifties. Number yeah. one. Everything in the almost everything in the 50s and some of the 60s was very pro war. Oh, yeah, I mean, this was very anti war. And so, I guess the only f- That's reason they why. chose to go back is they could go back far enough to you know World War One in order to be able to do it. Gotcha. I think it was banned in France until like the 70s just because of how France didn't like how it was portrayed. portrayed. So that's that your, is my that's my number five. Your number five. My number four is another
0: sort of uh, quote unquote back room of the war movie, and it's Schindler's List.
1: Yeah, I didn't pick that one. I could have. I chose not to. It's that's a heavy that's, flick. That is a heavy flick. That is <laughs> it is a an amazing film to watch. That's the one. That's one of the few that I don't think Lisa's watched yet. She. And I understand why she doesn't want to. Yeah, because it's really hard. I saw it
0: once a long time ago when I. When I, I remember my mom rented it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm.
1: And I, once is enough. Once is enough. That's probably something that would eventually come up on like another pick six of you know movies you should at least see once. Sure, I would probably put that on there.
0: The scene that sticks out the most is when that uh, Nazi officer is he's up on the balcony, and he's just picking the Jews off with the rifle. Ray Fiennes. Ray Fiennes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's, yeah, yeah. You want to watch a film that, that, that seeing people with a complete disregard for human life, and will make you cry like a baby, you know. Yeah, it's 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 a difficult thing to watch, but I think it's necessary that absolutely. You know, people need to know. And this this, was, this actually this, this isn't a movie. This 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 happened. was real life. Yeah, um, yeah. So So, that is your... Schindler's List, my number four. Your
0: number four.
1: Are you an assassin? I'm a soldier. You're neither. You're
0: an errand boy. Sent by grocery clerks. Stole my number two. <laughs> I wasn't sure if
1: I, we were gonna.
0: That movie is.
1: This, this I haven't.
0: Re- I still haven't recovered from the first time I saw that movie. It was, look,
1: I almost chose that for memorable quotes. The, or insults. Uh, or insults. Yeah, but I mean, it, I never even thought about it in in that manner. But it was one of my favorite quotes from that movie. Is just like you're an errand boy sent by grocery clerks to collect a bill. And it it's so hits hey, both of those. Yeah. Yeah. Apocalypse Now, if you didn't know, yes, Apocalypse, Apocalypse Now. now. That's uh, Marlon Brando and and Charlie Sheen. And I, what this film demonstrates, that's, uh, to Mar- me it's Martin that, Sheen, buddy. What did I say? Charlie Sheen. Oh, it's starring Charlie Sheen's dad. dad. <laughs> um, it demonstrates, um, like, war is madness. Yeah. In in many ways, because it's it's not your typical war movie. Number one and number two, it's not even just that. It's the fact that. That Martin Sheen's character, uh, Captain Willard is is assigned to go up into territory that US as my buddy, is as my not bu- allowed to go. As my buddy put it, he's sent up into the asshole of, the, of right. the planet to find this guy. Yeah, to find him and then kill him. Yeah. Because he's he's gone off the reservations. Literally, <laughs> figuratively dietarily. Uh, yeah. Crazy. Um
0: I remember watching this and it's, it's I'm going back on my list if I need to revisit this. You sort of just stare at this movie with a slack jaw because you kind of get you kind of get duped because you think all this is rehearsed and supposed to happen. And Brando ad libbed most of his dialogue; he didn't bother to read the script.
1: Yeah, he 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 wanted to. I mean, there was a there was a lot of issues. He got paid like three or four million dollars for the role. He was supposed to be there for like three or four weeks, only have normal weekday work weeks. Yeah, so he's supposed to be done by like five thirty. He shows up at three hundred pounds, way overweight. They did not know this. They had to dress him in mostly black and play keep, Shadows. Keep him in the shadows. Uh, this is also the reason probably why the movie won Oscar for Best Cinematography, mm. because of how they had to play that. Um, chose to shave his head because the character from the novel that this is loosely based off of was bald. And it's like, no, we don't want you to do that. And then he just went ahead and did it anyway. Yeah. And so they just had to they had to work with what he had. And that's why it also won Best Editing, because... Ah, it, was it took so, two years they had to they had to cut his performance to make it amazing, right because apparently it was not when it was shot. It was supposed to be a straight kind of American boy war movie. they were supposed yeah. to fight it at the end and Lucas at one point was supposed to actually direct that movie he was going to shoot it in like sixteen millimeter and make it kind of like docu documentary style. It could have been okay. it would have been weird, but
0: it's yeah, but it, that was early seventies it's the just time. this it,
1: sort of a I wouldn't say visceral kind of filmmaking, but it's haunting. For Me, I put haunting. down it's yeah. haunting, eerie, and it's but it's also amazing. But it's really haunting. It's kind of like a a war horror movie. Yeah, you know, the horror. and yeah, the horror. It's one of the it's one of my favorite films that has voiceover narration. Mm. And that dialogue, that voiceover, was written by a completely different. It wasn't in the script. That he, uh, he added that to. That scene, film.
0: that scene where Martin Sheen's losing his shit in the hotel room <laughs> and he punches the mirror, he actually sliced his hand wide open. Yeah, I oh, remember did you know that.
1: that. He also, and I think reacted. he also had he had a heart attack on set that, and he almost died at that time. Was he, he thirty? He, he was close. He was close. He was mid thirties. Okay, but God, that's scary. He probably led a hard life before he kind of cleaned his act up. Runs in family. He needs to tell his son Charlie <laughs> to slow down. You know, um, get off the interstate, sell your car, take the bus. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah, so uh, Apocalypse Now is your number three. Number three, my number two, two was, and then Apocalypse Now. So my number three is uh, Saving Private Ryan. Is that
1: your number one? <laughs> I, I hate you that. might steal my number one. I don't think so. Okay, I'm pretty sure that I won't steal it. Um, so I don't know why you go into these without. like Sometimes trying... I do, and then sometimes yeah. I don't. And this one I did that. I didn't think you were gonna. Once you said Schindler's List, I figured. Eh, he's probably not gonna pick two world. He's not gonna pick two Spielberg and World War II themed era I'm, movies. But I'm not. I've but, never
0: been in the service. I don't know anyone close enough that has been or has seen any sort of combat, but I have to feel like that Normandy scene is the most
1: realistically shot, like war carnage. Oh, uh, this is what I wrote down here. I'm like, I think this movie gave me peep. PPTSD. <laughs> I said uh, not to make life PTSD. No, but it, that would be pussy post traumatic stress disorder <laughs> because of how much of a pussy I am compared to the likes of the men and women you know who join our armed forces and actually choose to defend our country. Yeah, you and know, subject themselves. To yeah, that, potentially. Yeah. <clears throat> there's there's not much that's really needed to be said about that film that hasn't already been said. It's it's probably one of the most realistic. It gave it gave. Veterans issues. That be the beginning of that film. Twenty five minutes. Last forty minutes of that film. It's like the the first most intense moments I really ever remember. I saw that in the theater twice. We.
0: I lived in a house when I was in recording school. I lived in a house with a bunch of dudes, and the guy rented the TV and a VCR from like a rental place and he rented several movies and what this was one of them i was like okay let's see what it's all about because I, I didn't think it was going to be that and I, I was almost sick like it almost made me
1: sick watching and the a it's no it's understandable it's washed of, it's a, very, was washed of color Yeah. And it's
0: shot like you know from the hip it, i mean yeah it,
1: it, it, i think they removed 60 percent of the color from the stock
0: and it's just i mean that's that's whatever the if you have that strong of a, of 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 an emotional response to a movie that's good filmmaking whether it's positive or negative that's good filmmaking that's good filmmaking or good good art in general and that's yeah i can't imagine seeing that in real life let alone seeing it in a movie i
1: remember when i was in the theater um i don't know if God, it, that must i saw it twice and it was it was visceral both times <laughs> i remember there was another guy that i was i don't know i don't think i was with the person that was there it was just someone in farther down the theater that kind of chuckled when one of the um uh one of the soldiers goes back and picks his arm up Ugh. during the D-Day invasion. Yeah. And I'm like, either I want to beat the living hell out of that person for laughing or he felt so uncomfortable. His only sure. known initial reaction was to laugh yeah. because he didn't know how else to, to process it. To process it, right. Wow. That's possible.
0: Yeah, with you, there's, what else can you say? Everybody in the world has seen this movie. So uh, Saving Private Ryan is my number three. Um, my number three is... Black Hawk Down. Oh, okay. I thought that might.
1: Uh, I've never seen that, so. It's it's really more of a film about modern warfare sure. than it is like legit war. Right. Because we haven't really been in anything up to that le- point. Up to that point, like like that. And so it, it just follows the U.S. Army Rangers and Delta Force who, you know, after a raid in Mogadishu, capture a faction leader and then end up in like a two-day firefight. It's really kind of an anti-war film again, mm-hmm. but in many ways, at its core, it's almost pro-war because it it very much it it supports the the brothers in arms and making sure you have you know a wingman yeah yeah and so it ends on a failed mission, but the soldiers that are portrayed they're portrayed as heroes – not portrayed they are heroes, you know because they're willing to die for their brothers in arms, and so that's a Ridley Scott film. Is that Ridley Scott? Yeah. Okay. I might like it, And it was released at the end of 2001. So it was already in the process of being I thought it was 97. Nope. Had Did it, it happened in 97. Is that right? It happened in the mid-90s. Okay. It was like 93, 94. Okay, that's what I'm That's of. when it took place, yes. Yeah. But it was released in in the end, at the end of 2001. Okay. So that would be my number three. That's your so number three.
0: My number, number two. My number two was Apocalypse Now. So your number two.
1: Is The Deer Hunter.
0: Oh, nice. I haven't seen that one either. I've seen... I've seen the Russian roulette clip.
1: Yeah. Everybody knows about that one. That's yeah. what hits uh, pop culture is the – this was the first film that I remember watching going that, – that that had that three-act structure where you had – the first act is war see, is seen as glorious and your rightful duty to a passage as a man and to be a U.S. citizen, to be an American. We need to go and enlist and, and be in war. And then the second one is survival. And then getting captured and trying to escape and get out of that scenario, but like the third one, kind of has those elements, <laughs> but not Rambo, but of Rambo, like Rambo First Blood, right. of you know trying to re-enter society and and the normalcy of life after yeah. war kind of alienates you in that, and it's just it's very effective. It's some of the movie was controversial. Apparently, the Russian Roulette stuff was. Controversial. <laughs> well, not just controversial. Most say that that sort of stuff did not happen. Oh, Okay. Um, but the film is it, it's extremely powerful, and it breaks my heart every time I watch it. And it's and I don't I only pop it in every once in a while, but I still love watching that film when I'm in the mood to want to watch it. Who directed that? Michael Cimino. and that's this was the film that he kind of went over budget a little bit, but it was such a huge hit. That that's when they gave him all the money for Heaven's Gate and completely destroyed United Artists' credibility. Um, so that goes on the list. I need to watch that was that. number. That was number rem- two. I did not
0: put this one on my list, but just want to give it an honorable note real quick. Is Jacob's Ladder?
1: Oh, I, I haven't seen that in a while. it has been a long. That time. is that is a big. I didn't even mind screw. I didn't even. And it's think really of it,
0: good. I didn't think of it until you were just talking about. The deer hunter adjusting, coming back in Rambo. Um, So we already know what my number one is, so let's end on your number one. My number one is the anti-war movie of all anti-war movies,
1: MASH. Oh, that's good. I didn't even go there. I didn't even completely... I completely blanked on that one. The only
0: gun fired in the movie MASH is the starter's pistol during the football game. Okay. It's a fun bit of trivia. I never even thought about that. It's... It's been a
1: little while. It's since a black. I'm
0: going to call it black humor. It's definitely dark humor. It's definitely
1: dark humor. Uh, it's darker than the and dark. So I guess it's kind of like between dark humor and then black humor. Yeah, it's charcoal humor. Charcoal humor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How dark? Charcoal. Altman specifically wanted the 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 editors the the MPAA or somebody told him that they couldn't show the the operating tables with all the blood. And he said, right. "What's the <laughs> point of making a war movie if you don't show what?" You know, no, that's that's what happened. It's in you no know, yeah. I'm not so no they don't go into graphic, you don't see, you know, viscera or anything like that. But yes. it's bloody and yeah. there's you know. But it shows what these people War do. War is violent.
1: <laughs> War is violent and as And we're gonna show you uh, as much as we can. Yeah. This is life for these doctors, you know.
0: And what they did to sort of keep from going
1: insane was go a little crazy. Yeah. You know?
0: The book is the book is great. Um and the first three seasons of the T V show are perfect. Um, for as far as that goes, but it's a funny movie. It's a little, it's, it's, if you've never seen it and you're only basing your, your opinion on the TV show, right? don't cause it's, 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 it's different. It's, it's, too, si- it's
1: similar and it's very different it's, at the same time. It's
0: far darker and it's far more misogynistic and, um, which is a little problematic and, but that's just, that's just how it was. They're not, they're not saying it's right. They're just, it's kind of how it was. Elliot Gould, Donald Sutherland uh Tom Skerritt, Tom Skerritt. Uh Robert uh Robert Duval. Yes. Um Sally Kellerman. He's the chaplain, right? Uh Robert Duval plays Frank Burns. Okay. Um the chaplain is rene Aubrey Oh, okay. Uh it's a great movie. I I highly suggest it if you haven't seen it and you get to actually hear that there's lyrics to the song
1: uh that the theme song. Suicide is painless. And it's called Suicide is Painless and it's yeah. I'm not cheery. They completely remove that and people, all they hear that song now is, oh, it's MASH. Yeah. Like, you don't have any idea what that song sounds like when the movie came out. And um, one of the few examples where the TV show was successful in recreating that into- like from a movie to a TV show
0: it was I think it was more successful.
1: oh, well, it was probably more typically successful. They, but typically no, it's the other way around. But a typically movie. it's not even just that. It's like normally it's a huge failure. Like this might be good idea for a, a, show. S- a show. Let's well, do a show, and then that part fails. of the reason is the book
0: is written in an episodic manner. Mm-hmm. Like the, Jamie hated the book because it doesn't have a it doesn't have a, a narrative all the way through. They're little vignettes. Which they, they, when they started to shoot the movie, they were like, well, "How do we get around this?" Right, and that's where the announcer came in. the The PA announcer wasn't a character until <laughs> the movie.
1: <laughs> Sorry,
0: <laughs> the uh, the PA announcer wasn't a character until the movie, so they created him to kind of uh, truncate from one scene, uh, truncate the, the the movie, and go go from one scene to another. Right, and they took it over into the TV show, but it's it, it's written in such a little episodic things in the book that it just almost lends itself perfectly to being being a television series just not for three times as long as the war it's depicting was yeah so um yeah mash my number one war movie or anti-war movie i guess if you will
1: do you have anything else uh no i think i think we've all we've all had we, enough war let's let's not do it anymore. yeah instead we'll end on this clip you guys have a great week see ya you want to explain the math of this to me I mean, where's the sense of risking the lives of the eight of us to save one guy? 20 degrees. Anybody want to answer that? i Think about the poor bastard's mother. Hey, Doc, I got a mother, all right? I mean, you got a mother, Sarge's got a mother. I mean, shit, I bet even the captain's got a mother. Well, maybe not the captain, but the rest of us got mothers. There's not a reason why, there's but to do and die.
0: La 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 What the fuck is that supposed to mean, Corporal, huh? We're all supposed to die, is that it? Our talking about our duty as soldiers. Yes, sir.
1: We all have orders, and we have to follow, them. that supersedes everything, including your mother's. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Even if you think the mission's FUBAR, sir?
0: Especially if you think the mission's FUBAR.
1: What's FUBAR? Oh, it's German. Yeah. Never heard of that. Sir? I have an opinion on this matter. Well, by all means, share it with the squad. Well, my way, thank you, sir. This entire mission is a serious misallocation of valuable military resources. Ah, go on. Well, it seems to me, sir, that God gave me a special gift, made me a fine instrument of warfare. Riven, pay attention now. This is the way to gripe. Continue, Jackson. Well, what I mean by that, sir, is you used to put me in this here sniper rifle anywhere. Up to and including one mile of Adolf Hitler with a clear line of sight, sir. Pack your bags, fellas. War's over. Amen. Oh, that's brilliant, Bumpkin. Hey, sir, Captain, what about you? I mean, you don't gripe at all? I don't gripe to you, Rybin. I'm a captain. He's a chain of command. Gripes go up, not down. Always up. You gripe to me. I gripe to my superior officer, so on, so on, so on. I don't gripe to you. I don't gripe in front of you. You should know that as a ranger. I'm sorry, sir, but, uh... Let's say you weren't a captain, or maybe I was a major. What would you say then? Well, in that case, I say this is an excellent mission, sir, with an extremely valuable objective, sir. Worthy of my best efforts, sir. Moreover, I feel heartfelt sorrow for the mother of Private James Ryan and am willing to lay down my life and the lives of my men, especially you, Rybin, to ease her suffering. He's good. I love him.
0: Six-Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six-Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six-Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb.
1: In Southeast Asia, we call
0: this type of thing bad karma.